Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? It's going well, how are you? I am doing excellent. It is the Friday, January 21st episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast, episode what? 25. 125. 125. One and a quarter. Not bad, sir. Well done. So we are steaming toward the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And word around the campfire is that uh, you have got your picks figured out. Indeed, yes. Is that right? Yes. All right. Well, I think without further ado, we should just jump right in. And where would you like to start? Uh, probably the best place to start. The easiest one, in my opinion, to pick is the uh, Tennessee Titans Bengals game. Um, news came out this, uh, like an hour ago, an hour and a half ago, that Derrick Henry will be playing in this game. That's right. Officially. I saw that on the umyasports.com website. Uh, so that's a big. That's a good thing for Tennessee because when they get, they're basically fully healthy at this point. Yep. That was like the biggest piece that they were missing. Um, and uh, I saw like. That um, Derrick Henry is like the, the mo- uh, closest to 100% that he's been playing uh, in weeks. So he's okay. recovering. He's Certainly better. he will be fresh. Yes, definitely fresh. He's not been taking blows. <laughs> not, not, not anymore. He's been resting up. So I think it's going to be a big break for, uh, for the Tennessee Titans team. Uh, I think offensively they got exactly the pieces that are necessary to beat. Uh, the Bengals, I think um, what's going to end up happening is something that we expected to happen a lot throughout the season, but that we didn't really get to see, which is Julio Jones and A.J. Brown and then Derrick Henry all together right. on the football field yep. and opening up play action passes and yep. uh, deep throws and all that stuff is just going to be opened up to them. And frankly, I don't. Th- I think the Bengals got a lot of hype um, defensively earlier on in the season when they were in that um, probably the midpoint of the season to about now they were really hyped up as a really good defense. I just don't think uh, you have to be a really, really good defense to be able to stop Derrick Henry. And I don't think this defense is good enough to be able to stop him. And yeah, how stop are the, the Bengals against the run in general? Ooh, I don't know. You can look that up. Um, cause I, th- I don't, I imagine they're middle of the pack, maybe 16th or 17th overall. Let me see what I can find um, here. But I, I think, yeah. Um, I think, if you look at it, I think Derrick Henry is going to be getting a lot of touches because they need to establish a run game early, and that's going to open up the passing game uh, to this Tennessee Titans team in, in a big way, and they need to be able to have that in order to have uh, success in this game. Um, and the other thing is, defensively, uh, I believe Joe Mixon is going to have a hard time running the football against the front seven um, of this Tennessee Titans team. We saw them wreck havoc against the 49ers recently. We saw them wreck havoc against the Rams. Uh, we've seen them make really big plays consistently throughout the season. So I think it's also gonna be, they're also going to be able to stop Joe Mixon to mediocre uh, uh, plays and um, yardage, yardage gain. And then also Jamar Chase. I think if they can, the Tennessee Titans' biggest goal needs to be stopping Jamar Chase because once he's taken out of the game and kind of stopped, um, then that's when you're going to have the most success defensively and kind of keep the, the Cincinnati Bengals in check. So I think don't really worry about the run. I think the, uh, the uh, defensive line will handle that. In the secondary, you guys need to be playing uh, cover two, two safeties back, 
maybe even a single high safety, anything to get an extra guy back there that can help just in case Jamar Chase is running away from some guys or the uh, the cornerback gets beat on a certain play. They need to have someone back there that can corral and keep and make sure Jamar Chase doesn't have the big plays that we've had uh, he's been able to make in the last few weeks, especially leading off into the playoffs which I think Jamar Chase is the only way that the Cincinnati Bengals can win this game is if he can have big plays. But if they're able to stop him, it's basically just taking the engine out of, the, out of a, a car or whatever because he's he's what Joe Burrow goes to the most. Uh, in the passing game, he really gets the most of the offensive yards. So you take him out and you, you make sure that he's um, kept in check the entire game. You don't let him have big runs. I think you're able to stop the Bengals. So in, I think in this game, I think this game would probably have – uh, the biggest um, gap as far as scores concerned, because um, I think I think I'm just banking on the fact that Derrick Henry is a huge game and that it opens up a lot for Tennessee. Uh, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of uh, Tennessee's defense as well. Um, I just it, you're in. I think also one thing to remember is that a lot of running backs in the league are good, but few are like Derrick Henry in caliber and the ability to stiff arm and the ability to mow guys over and get through them consistently. All those variables are something that he does really well, and I'm excited to see exactly how this Tennessee Titans team looks when they're doing these play-action passes or when they're um, running the football to uh, to open up the pass game. How is that going to work? How are they going to be able to kind of demolish this Cincinnati team? I think Cincinnati is just too young, and there's not enough really good defensive pieces or offense and defensive pieces to be able to point to and say this game is going to be close. Uh, I saw, I was watching like the NFL picks uh, before this, before the, we uh, began recording this. And I, I was looking at it, I'm like, there's no way this game's going to be that close. I think they were predicting like three, four point victory for Tennessee. I think it's going to be a lot bigger. I think it's going to be like a 10 point victory for Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry can definitely put them on their back and do what's necessary. The defense doesn't have to be great. Like I said, they just need to just, stop Jamar Chase keep a couple of safeties back there don't worry about them letting them run I think that these the big guys up front can take care of business in the trenches so they just got to make sure uh that they that when the run game stops working uh and if I'm correct in my prediction I believe it will stop working then all they have really have to do is just stop uh Jamar Chase and then just rally around anyone else that catches the football but yeah like I said I think it's gonna be a 10 point uh victory for for this uh Tennessee Titans team home field advantage coming off healthy rested after a bye uh, a lot pointing in their favor and uh, the rate in the Bengals have to come off playing the uh, the Raiders and so they're not gonna be quite as healthy all that stuff so they have to travel uh, uh, and come to uh, at least they got the home game last week but now they've got to travel to Tennessee and but uh, and fight the uh, and fight the pretty cold weather that's going to be <laughs> that day as well so a lot of variables weigh in the Tennessee Titans favor but None so much as Derrick Henry's return. So I was looking. I could not find how Cincinnati's defense does against the run, other than to find, um, like, kind of like vague that they're not very. Yeah, I would say well suited to be playing pack, against pack uh, that front. somebody like Derrick Henry. Everyone's unsuited though to fight someone like Derrick sure. Henry. Like he's not a normal running back you can't hit him you gotta t- if you hit him up high it's like three or four guys to yeah. break him down you hit him at the legs you sometimes fail to even do able to do that because you got to get past the stiff arm it, it's a completely different animal when you're by uh, or when you're uh, facing someone like derrick henry yeah okay so what's your pick uh 10 points for tennessee tennessee by 10 yeah tennessee by 10 mm. it's, a, it's the biggest one i have predicted 
they're just the ten, uh, the Bengals are just too inexperienced. You can't yeah. bank on. Jo- I'm thinking Joe a little Burrow. bit more like Vegas is thinking. And what's their Tennessee's what's their line right given now? Given three and a half to the Ooh, Bengals. That's way too low. Way way way. way that's too the low. way I feel though. I feel like it's going to be high scoring. I feel like it's going to be close. Like I said, Jamar Chase is the only guy they have out there that can definitely lead this team to victory. And if they could just shut him down, it's over. Boom, done. They can't yeah. really do anything. And we see what they've been able to do. We've seen the type of demolishment. Okay, well, you've got a lot make. of confidence in these Titans, so uh, I'm not going to fight you on that. Let's just I'll, I'll say Tennessee by seven. Seven by touchdown. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's in between. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's stay with the uh, the Saturday games and let's uh, let's take a look at the evening matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. It's a great it's a great matchup matchup. So I saw today also that Joe uh, Nick sorry Nick Boza will be playing uh, in this game. Okay, he's the clear concussion protocols will be back. Okay. Big positive. So I was watching. The uh, Green Bay Packers game in the wild card, or not the wild card round, but sorry, the uh, the Forty the Niners game in the wild card round, and the Forty Niners Packers game that they played in Week Three, uh, and I get Week Three is a long time uh, long ago, but I still think there's some things in there that you can look at to be able to talk about the Forty Niners. Now, I think the Forty Niners are very banged up. I think the Forty Niners uh, need to be very careful with their game plan and how they execute on the game plan. But I believe that there was uh, two or three things that you can pick out of the last two games that the 49ers have been able to play uh, and that week three game. So one of the things is get the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands fast and make sure – and we get to move on to this point too in a second. But get the ball out of, jo- uh, or out of um, uh, Jimmy G's hand fast because what you're doing is if you hold on to the ball too long – there's an increased chance for him to get sacked. There's an increased chance for him to get injured. And there's an increased uh, increased chance of a fumble or interception to, uh, to happen because he's going to have to be scrambling back there, running around, trying to figure out if someone's open, and then could accidentally force the ball into, some, uh, into an area he really shouldn't be. There's a lot of mistakes that can happen if you do that. We saw that a lot in, in that uh, Week 3 matchup where he held the ball too long, the pocket collapsed, he tried to move outside the pocket, tried to make something happen, ended up getting sacked. And I, I get worried because his shoulder's bothering him a little bit, and he's had that thumb injury. He's not 100% healthy. They're going to act like he's 100% healthy. But um, be very, very careful with that. You get the ball out of his hands quickly. And the way you do that is you have pass plays that are five yards downfield and are quick slants. Uh, it doesn't matter where exactly you do it. It could be to the perimeter. It could be into the middle of the field. It doesn't matter. Just make sure you find a, have a guy or a couple different route patterns that are moving very quickly so you can get out of his hands quick before the uh, the, the um, defensive line can break through the offensive line and cause some issues there. I also think that um, moving the ball in the run game is going to be helpful. I don't think they're going to be able to rip off big run games of 15, 20 yards every play. I think these little two... Uh, yard run plays over and over and over again is going to be helpful, uh, especially because I, when I mentioned point three, you'll understand why. But if you get if you uh, do these little pass plays that are quick, it's going to open up the run game. And if you do these run plays that are short and don't seem like much, and you do them consistently and you stick to them, the pass game is going to open up, and these passes that are quick are just going to be able to kind of flow out. And we saw. Saw that in week three. Saw that against the uh, the Cowboys in the wild card matchup where these fast plays were happening and then the run game worked and everything was just clicking and working. And that's really how they're able to beat the Cowboys other than penalties that absolutely 
uh, hindered the Cowboys' ability to get anything happening in that in, uh, in the wild card matchup. And then point three um, is clock management. You have to have to make sure your drives are time consuming, because nine times out of ten, this Green Bay Packers team is going to beat you offensively. Um, they've just Aaron Rodgers has the perfect touch on 95% of the footballs that he throws. It's going to be completed to Devontae Adams nine times out of 10. You're going to get pass interference because there's like barely any margin for error. You got to be right on top of him, but it's almost impossible not to get a pass interference because of the way of he, they throw the football. The run game works wall form. They've got a ton of good um, uh, offensive players. They can definitely demolish you. Um, so I think you've got to take up time. Act like you're playing the Rams. Pound the ball, pound the ball, quick play, quick play, pound the ball. Get first downs, but also milk the clock because then you tire the defense. You take time off the clock from Aaron Rodgers, and you make sure that you don't risk anything bad happening to your quarterback. And then defensively for the 49ers, one of the biggest things they have to do is they have to put multiple safeties back there consistently. I'm talking cover two a lot because – Unlike the uh, Tennessee Titans game where we're trying to get Jamar Chase to stop, we're trying to get uh, Robert Tunyon. Uh, we're trying to get Devontae Adams. We're trying to get these guys that are peeling up the seam to be able to be stopped because they like these deep passes. And if you don't have some guy to kind of make sure the pass has to be perfect, sandwiching the uh, the wide receiver, what ends up happening is these big plays continue to happen and pass interference continues to happen. But if you have protection, you have help, you're not going to want to grab onto the wide receiver as often, and therefore you can limit some of these penalties that have been absolutely destroying uh, the uh, excuse me, 49ers team, uh, especially in that Week 3 matchup because that was the last time that they have played. So they need to be doing that consistently, which could end up hurting them in the run game, in the short pass play game. But I would say that the reason that the the um, the, the Green Bay Packers ended up winning uh, against the 49ers is because of these deep pass plays that were just working consistently and time and time again. Okay. So I would sacrifice the little plays uh, every so often to make sure that the big 30, 40-yard play doesn't end up happening and end up burning you um, in, in, in the end. But... I think it's. I was thinking about this game, and before I watched it, I was predicting a lot bigger win for the 49ers or for the Green Bay Packers. Um, and I think a lot of people was were, but I think what you have to remember, what you have to uh, you have to understand is the 49ers aren't a bad football team. They're banged up. Yes, the pass rush probably can't get home to Aaron Rodgers all that often because this offensive line is going to protect him at all costs and make sure he doesn't get injured. And they're very good at that. Uh, so it, I don't even know if Nick Boza coming back is that big of a plus for the 49ers. Um, they just got to make sure all the other defensive players are back, including Fred Warner uh, and, and the like, because those guys are going to make the bigger splashes in this game. So for me, um, when you look at this game, and you could tell me what the line is on this game um, if you have that, but I think I think it's going to be a really, really close game. Uh, I'm, it's I, Green Bay uh, giving five and a half to the 49ers. Okay. So personally, I think that's that's wrong. I think that's I think that's high. I think it's going to be a three point victory for the for, uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Um, and I think it's just because of a couple of reasons. The reasons I've been mentioning, but also. So you're taking the you're taking the Forty Niners to and cover the, the spread. Yeah. Um, but Green Bay, and I think I think a lot of people are like that's not a wise pick. But I believe that the 49ers, if they can hold their own offensively and they can turn into some type of shootout and they're moving the ball consistently downfield and they're getting the big 
plays because those short pass plays that are five yards down the field can be turned into 20, 30 yard pass plays that can totally, these, these wide receivers are that good that they can run away from guys and definitely make plays. So they've got to be doing that often. Uh, also, the, the Granite Packers are getting some guys off the injured reserve as well, some defense and, uh, end and pass rushers. So they got to be careful with that. Also, the last thing I'd mention about this game is give Trey Lance chances. Because last time they played, they gave Trey Lance chances. One of them, they scored a rushing touchdown. And the other one, they could have scored a touchdown if he was able to kind of get around the edge a little bit quicker. But I think if they give him opportunities, you're going to relieve stress off Jimmy Garoppolo. You're not going to give him as many chances to get injured. You're going to get plays where you're stretching the defense out a little bit more. And if you bring him in on pass downs and running downs to try to confuse them, uh, you could end up stretching the defense. You can get big plays. You can kind of get, make them think a little bit before they, when they, whenever you bring him in. So bringing him in in a significant portion of the game, I think it's just going to help um, the 49ers uh, during the long haul of this game. But I also, I would caution our uh, 49ers fans, don't get upset if your team uh, on the first possession lets Green Bay march all the way down the field down the throw and end up scoring a touchdown yeah that's not the way you're going to win is stopping the defense or stopping them defensively it's going to be a shootout it's going to be a shootout it's what's going to yeah. happen okay. take time off the clock okay. as much time but we've seen this 49ers be able to take up 10 12 minute drives you've got to do that because we've seen Aaron Rodgers be able to come back on a uh, on a coin basically with 10 seconds 20 seconds left in the game he's been able to march down the field and do anything he wants to even with a touch uh, even with one timeout so as much time as he can take off that clock the better like i mentioned two safeties uh, back is just going to help you try to dilute those big pass plays but yeah by three green bay okay i'm gonna i'm i think aaron Rodgers is is mad uh, like Mad? He, he always is. i just think he wants he, he like uh, play, you know just playing to to, to go all the way like he's he's determined, okay. Um, but you know, it's going to be a shootout, so does it even matter? I mean, right? Like yeah. we're expecting the Forty ers to keep up, right? Right, yeah. Um, but I think I'd be more inclined to take the Packers by seven. You you think it's going to be a by touchdown? Mm-hmm. I think it's what's end up happening is going to be a last minute drive. Aaron Rodgers is going to conduct. And they're going to get a field goal at the very end of the game and beat it like that. That's like that's what I'm envisioning is one okay. of those like little comeback drives. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, that closes out the Saturday games, uh, and then we head into Sunday, uh, where the uh, the matchups are uh, a little bit closer. They were pretty close for uh, Saturday. Pretty good matchups with uh, with Tennessee given three and a half, Green Bay given five and a half, but on Sunday. Uh, we got Tampa giving the Rams two and a half, and we've got Kansas City. Sorry, yes, Kansas City giving the Chiefs. <laughs> Kansas City giving, Kansas City giving <laughs> the Bills. I'll get this right eventually. Kansas City giving the Bills two. Um, where do you want to go first? Uh, let's hit the Bills game first. I, All I'm, right, I'm so excited about Bills this game. Chiefs. So yeah, I I think this game. I think a lot of people are expecting Buffalo to win this game. Um, and to be honest, it's a coin toss. Like it's anyone's guess. This game is going to be one of the games, the like the absolute closest game. That's not a shootout. Like I was predicting for the uh, 49ers, 49ers Packers game. This game, I think, when I was looking at it, you watched. Everyone watched the the Bills knock the socks off the the Patriots. Just absolutely demolished them in a lot of ways. But what I think was overlooked was the fact that the Patriots were inexperienced in this game. And because of that inexperience, they were making mistakes 
But it's not that there was that the Bills were perfect this entire game. There was opportunities for the Patriots to score. There was opportunities for the Patriots to make big plays, and there was opportunities for uh, just short pass plays to get the offense kind of rumbling a little bit for the Patriots that were not taken advantage of many times throughout this game. Now, Patrick Mahomes has been here the last two years, and he's gone yeah. away to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So now he's back for the third year. Uh, Josh Allen is no stranger to Patrick Mahomes. In fact, he's been knocked out uh, by the Patriots multiple times. So on the way to the Super Bowl the last few years, Patrick Mahomes has been able to have to gone through the Buffalo uh, this Buffalo team. Now, last year it was in the AFC Championship game, uh, so this one's a little bit different here. But um, I think the the result's going to be fairly similar. But let's talk about the reasons here. So I think, like I was mentioning, there's holes throughout the the uh, Bills uh, defense that the offense of the of the Patriots could have and should have taken advantage of. Now. I believe the Kansas City Chiefs can take advantage of those situations where there's gaps between the defenders and the and the offensive player. Patrick Mahomes can uh, start jumpstart the run game a lot better than the Patriots were able to do. I believe that in this game, uh, the 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 um the run game's gonna have to be established early for the Kansas City Chiefs. They gotta be able to run the football. It's really gonna come down to can Kansas City be consistent. They got to limit turnovers. They can't have any turnovers. Patrick Mahomes got to be less risky with the football and try to make those razzle-dazzle plays and just go to the basic plays that you're supposed to be making as a quarterback in the National Football League. Limit these kind of plays that are 50-50. Try to get to more of the 80-90% completion rate kind of pass plays, the more uh, the higher likelihood of actual success plays and no throw it across your body and in the middle of the field, all that stuff, because the Bills defensive players can definitely take advantage of it. But I think they need to establish a run early, get that going, um, which is just going to open up pass plays, uh, openings down the field, opportunities for Tyree Kill to run by guys. All that stuff just going to end up happening, yeah. just because this is the Kansas City Chiefs team that we have. But then it's just it's also hard because I think the Bills are just I think they're just maybe a level underneath the Chiefs uh, as far as skills concerned. I think the Chiefs defensively are not not going to have that big a problem uh, keeping up with the defenders of Buff or of yeah Buffalo if they play more like they did against Denver and less like they played against the Steelers where those guys had opportunities to make plays and but the defensive players were able to run them down. If they play more like when they played against Denver where they were literally on top of the players and not giving them any room to make plays. The only other difference that they need to change um, in that Denver game is make sure those wide open gaps for the quarterback to take off and run aren't there because Josh Allen is more like Drew Locke and can take off and run and make plays. Uh, he's actually a better Drew, uh, Drew Locke in that situation where he can make plays with his legs and turn uh, small plays into really large ones. So they've got to make sure that they keep him in check. I really just feel like it's going to be coming down to the final touchdown of the game. So I think it's going to be a seven point victory. I don't know exactly like because of how these, who these teams have had to play in the last few weeks Denver and then Pittsburgh for Kansas City and then Buffalo having to play um, the Patriots. There's not really anything to point to to say that these teams just had to go through really hard teams to get where they are right now. So there's really not a whole lot because the teams that they played, they were able to take full advantage of. Uh, I think it's just really going to come down to which offense plays better because I think the Chiefs are going to struggle stopping Josh Allen and making sure he can't make plays. I think defense or the secondary can do a good job of sticking on top of their guys and making plays. They just got to be very sticky, but they can't let Josh, Josh Allen make plays over and over again. So I think having a spy 
a lot, one of your linebackers to be a spy. Make sure he's kind of in those gaps. Make sure nothing opens up. That's going to be really key for the Kansas City Chiefs. But if you're Buffalo, I just don't think their defense is as revved up as the Kansas City Chiefs defense is. And I think uh, Kansas City is going to be able to take advantage, uh, do a better job of taking advantage of the Buffalo uh, defense than the Chiefs are going to be able to do. So I think I think Kansas City is going to be able to win this game by seven points. I just think um, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, uh, in the in the running backs, and Patrick Mahomes can take full advantage uh, of any little mistake that the Buffalo Bills have. But they can also make Buffalo make uh, make mistakes because of who they are. And I was thinking about this game. I went back and forth on this. I'm like Kansas City definite winners, and then I'm like, well, maybe Buffalo stands a little bit of a chance. I mean. It seems that way after they beat the uh, Patriots. But then you watch the film and you realize there's mistakes being made by the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Kansas City can clean up turnovers, yeah, make sure they're non-existent, I don't see there's a reason why Kansas City can't win this game by at least seven points. So it's just going to be a question of can, it's just, who, clean what offense it? is going to play better yeah. the fastest. Okay. All right. And you say Kansas City by seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. I don't. I, I think most people would. I think most people are just kind of split on this front. But yep. okay, I'll go with you. I'll get. What go is the line on it right journey. now? It's maybe it's going to be a three. One of those three point end of the game. You know who's got the ball last and can get it furthest closest. Right. To that's the what field. I'm saying. It's like whoever can get yeah. the most. Yeah. Most yeah. offense rolling. So, mm. The line you said was two point five. Yes. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Okay. Feels like a trap. Uh, yeah. That was. Yeah. It does. But all right. So let's go to Tampa. Alrighty. As they take on the Rams of Los Angeles. Yep. Yeah, I Pretty think, much, I think, the marquee game of the weekend. Yeah, I, I think this game uh, I think this game is also going to be... I think these two games that we are covering right now, I think they're pretty split as far as uh, analysts and uh, people like that picking these games. Yeah. I think it's mostly going to be... When you're a fan, you're mostly gonna, just going to pick whoever you like the most and just go with them. But for me, I think Tampa Bay is uh, at a disadvantage here. And we talked about it, um, was it last podcast, where we talked about the injuries um, that the teams are facing. I saw that Bruce Aarons is like both Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen are trending towards playing and and all that stuff. Oh, they are? They're trending towards playing now? That's pretty critical. I mean, but I was looking at him like... It's like the hardier They've got 48 hours to get ready. That's a long time. That's fine. But they're not playing in team drills. They're playing. Yeah. They're just doing these like little walkthroughs. It's okay, they've been playing all season. I'm saying no. I'm saying if they're gonna be trending towards playing, we need to see them playing against other well, players. Let and them rest and get ready for the game. If they're not playing against other players, they're not playing in this football game. Okay. I think it's. I think. Um, so I just think they're gonna. They're injured. They're banged up on the offensive line. I think uh, Von Miller, Aaron Donald. Uh, can take full advantage of that. I think if they do play these two players, those uh, these two key offensive linemen, the the Rams need to go after them and see how strong and the integrity truly is of this offensive line because I think there's going to be some leaky gaps in those areas. So going after that's going to be very helpful. And then the other thing for Tampa Bay, the other disadvantage that they have is the fact that they have Chris, uh, not Chris Godwin, but uh, Mike Evans as their like wide receiver one right now. And then the other best guy is uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, and Scotty Miller, yes, he got those few pieces. But Jalen Ramsey's going to uh, go up against Mike Evans. And then who do you have really left to play is um, Fournette. If he plays, I think he's going to be playing. Uh, and then you have Johnson and Scotty Miller. And I think the defensive pieces of the Rams can take 
uh, just stop them pretty efficiently. Because Mike Evans is like the biggest piece that Tom Brady goes to other than Gronkowski. But if he's locked down and he can't go anywhere, Mike Evans, and he's kind of stuck, I believe that's really when things are going to kind of go downhill very quickly for this team. I also believe that they can get into the backfield and stop Fournette and at least make life fairly difficult on him, especially if they play these pieces. I actually think playing them might be a disadvantage to Tampa Bay if they're not 100% healthy and you're absolutely positive. They need to be in top form. Because if they're 95%, 96% healthy and Bruce Aaron's like, go play, no doubt the Rams are talking right now and saying if these guys aren't 100% healthy and they're out there, Go after them because sure. they're they're not they they're gonna fall right over because obviously they're not gonna be able to stay on that ankle. Both of them have ankle injuries and they're offensive linemen. This is not a good situation. Yeah, not good. Um, and I believe, I think we saw a little bit in the Eagles game. If they have issues on the offensive line, the dam breaks pretty quickly, and they just gotta get the water in there, and they can get to Tom Brady. So I think having a run game early is gonna help. But I think the Rams are thinking that as well. And we saw in the Arizona Cardinals game where they were able to stop uh, um, James Conner pretty well and get into the backfield, hold him to short games. And then the passing game just broke down. And I think that's something that could happen here because I believe the secondary and this defensive line of the Rams is really good. And I remember thinking about it for, we were um, before I made my final picks about who was going to be going to the division or the uh, conference championship games. I was debating, debating between the uh, the Rams, the Bucks, and the and the uh, and the Green Bay Packers. And so I think I think in the, I think it's just going to be really come down to how healthy is that offensive line, and then. You, that's all the only the issue is the de- or the offense for Tampa Bay. The major issues start on defense, and for whatever reason, this does not feel like the same defensive team that we saw last season in the playoffs. I think it's because of injuries and not enough playing time together. They just seem like a step off. They don't seem, yeah. seem exactly where they uh, where they were last season. But now, I, well, let's start start here. So in the wild card game, we saw. Jalen Hurts missed wide open opportunities down the field because he was panicked and distressed due to this defensive line of the of the um, of of the Tampa Buccaneers. 100% get that he's a, he's the first time getting to the playoffs. All that stuff is very true. Um, so I th- and also first year head coach, all that stuff. But there was opportunities, and so I think if you're if you're the Rams, I believe the secondary. If you can get past the rush and you get the ball out of his hands quickly enough, if you're Matthew Stafford, you get the ball out of your hands quickly enough, and you can hit these deep patterns down the middle. I think a lot of crossing patterns between OBJ and um, Van Jefferson or Cooper Cup, these little crossing pla- uh, pa- uh, plays downfield, very deep, or even uh, like kind of middle of the middle of the road, uh, mid-range kind of plays. If they can get those things to work really well and they're doing those consistently, I believe there'll be gaps there. Because once you get past the linebackers, the cornerbacks, and the safeties, that's when all the struggles have really happened for the Tampa Buccaneers throughout the season whenever the injuries have happened. It's never really been the front seven or the linebackers. It's always been what's behind them. So if you can get behind them and you can get in these little uh, little spots and these little holes throughout the defenses, and, and if you're on 1v1, I think that's if they play one v one, and if you're the if you're the um, the Bucks and you play one v one against these wide receivers, I believe you're gonna have a world of pain. I think have, just playing some just stone coverage and having those doing those type of plays is gonna help you the most. But trying to one v one these guys, especially with how banged up you are and how 
you don't even know which guy's going to be stepping up on a given day-to-day basis. It's just going to be an extreme difficulty for him. And apparently, as you get tired and as you get later in the game, the tackling just starts to uh, kind of stop a little bit as well, and they start to make plays. And I think Matthew Stafford, with with the chemistry that he's built with his wide receivers, and and that was from day one. And Jalen Hurts started a couple like a while into the season. He started day one. I believe he's on the same page with his wide receivers. So if they're open for even a slight second, there's a window. He'll hit that window, and these guys can run away from you very quickly. Uh, so I think if you're the Bucks, you just got to get try to get to Matthew Stafford as quickly as possible. Try to make something happen. Also, I think I think it, it won't happen the same way uh, that it did against Arizona as far as the run game is concerned. But I believe sticking with the run and running the football at the throat of this uh, Bucks defense is just going to be helpful just because it's going to make them have to um, – to keep you accountable in the run and the pass game, which is going to open up the pass game a lot. Running the football, even if it's one to two yard gains, just pound it again, pound it again, pound it again, pound it again. On especially uh, for uh, first and second downs, not so much third and uh, third downs, but if you're in uh, cl- and I guess third downs, if you're in close down distance, give it a little bit of a shot, especially early game because you want to establish the game or running game as early and as often as humanly possible. But I just think those are where the issues, um, and I think there's more issues uh, even than that for for Tampa Bay as you get into this game. Uh, I just think it's really, I don't think, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick any of those cornerbacks on Tampa, and I would say I feel comfortable him playing, um, uh, him playing Cooper Cup and him playing OBJ and him playing o- uh, Van Jefferson. And I know they can chase those guys down. I know they can stay on top of them. Like I could, I could say uh, Jalen Ramsey could stay on Mike Evans because he's proven that he could do that. Yeah. None of those guys have really proven they can do- can do that in the secondary. And I think it's going to put a lot of strain on the front seven. Uh, and, and Sue and Vita Vea, all those guys are going to have a lot of pressure on their plate because they've got to take most of the brunt for this defense. They've got to do as much as they can, which could wear them down quickly, open up run game, uh, run poles and all that stuff. It just seems like Tampa's in a really bad spot right now. And and therefore, I, I picked Tampa to lose this game. And, I mean, I think – I mean, you could you could pick by three, but I'm going to pick by seven, Rams by seven in this game. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm a homer, so – I'm going to take Tampa. Mm-hmm. I, I understand so. everything that you've said, and everything that you've said frightens me yes. greatly uh, because you're right. Like, all the things that you said are right. Makes me sad. So, but I will still take Tampa, and I will take Tampa by three. Yeah, that's, that's conservative. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, there you have it. That's all the games, right? It's all the games. We so hit all of them. The uh, conference championship game is the exact same. I said the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. That stays the same. I just cycled out the Bucks for the Rams and the Green Bay Packers. So we'll okay. see if that holds true. All right. Well, that is your divisional round. So we will see what happens and who ends up moving on to the AFC and NFC championship games. Very exciting. What yes. a fun time for football. Super interesting. Time. All right. Well, enjoy your uh, weekend of football, everybody. You, John? Yeah, you too. Yes, I will. Uh, Listeners, thanks for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. And uh, if you haven't checked out um, umyasports.com, I encourage you to do that as well. Uh, All right. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We'll check you soon. See ya. God bless.